Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to tell a little bit of a story, and it'll kind of go into the topic of emotional manipulation and being able to identify it for what it is, okay? So, little backstory. I filed for divorce November 17th, 2021. Um, sometime, I don't recall if it was not long before or after, I had reached out to my estranged spouse, basically letting them know that um, all communication between us needs to cease, okay? And uh, they, I use the term really loosely, seemed to uphold and respect my wishes for a time frame. Um, I ended up getting COVID sometime around Christmas of 2021. I don't know exactly when I caught it. I just know that uh, I tested positive the day after Christmas, okay? And uh, my very first day in quarantine, I received a card from my estranged spouse. Um, it was a get well card. And there was something along the lines of... Um, what they were doing to better themselves, you know, in terms of like being there, being in therapy and like soul searching and somewhere at the very end was something along the lines of being a person worthy enough of love. Okay. Now I'll be forward with you and say at the time I was just pissed off. Like I like, it was kind of one of those, like, are you fucking serious? Because like, again, this is my first day of quarantine. Right. And I like the very first day that I'm spending out of, mm, I think it ended up being like seven days or whatever, like locked up in my fucking house. I hear from this asshole, right? Yeah. Like as ugh, like, and at the time I didn't see that for what it was. Um, I'm sure there weren't 100% negative, you know what I mean? Or, um, I don't know. There's another word and I can't think of it right now. But I'm sure it wasn't 100% coming from a bad place, but it's one of those things where in hindsight, if I really stop and look back at that for what it was, like, I feel like that was like a reaching, like, you know what I mean? Like this is reaching out um, and it's disregarding my desires. You know what I mean? It's disrespecting the boundary that I had set in place. And um yeah, that, that's what I really focus on now when I look back on it in hindsight. But I feel like it's some to some degree or another, there was some like, I don't know, I'm guessing like a desire for me to reach back out or whatever, you know, like there was something like that wasn't just sent, you know, because um, it like it wasn't just sent to be sent. You know what I mean? It wasn't just sent to give me well wishes. Like I can say with 100% confidence that there was some kind of manipulation desire involved. You know what I mean? Like there was an expected result from that. Like of this, I'm fucking certain. And I say this because let me fast forward. So pretty much um, from then until I'm guessing when they received the paperwork um, about the divorce or you know what I mean? Or what went to the first court date or whatever. From then until like February, like there was minimal to no contact. Okay. Like if there was any contact, there's nothing really that stands out beyond that. Um, so a couple days before our, um, court date, our first court date, so a couple days before 
February 15th, um, I was reached out to again. Okay. This time I was reached out to because one of the animals that we, one of our pets had gotten sick and this motherfucker didn't know what to do. Okay. And was looking for some kind of validation and reassurance in that circumstance. Okay. Now, again, this is another perfect example of disregarding my boundary that I had set in place. I'm not fucking surprised in hindsight. I'm really, really not. You know, again, this is looking at things objectively, like devoid of emotion, because sometimes it's necessary in these circumstances to really be able to do that. Um, so they reached out because one of our animals was sick. On one hand, yes, I do care. I care very much, you know, that something is happening to uh, one of our cats. But then at the same time, like, and I really didn't see this for what it turned out to be in those moments, you know, instead I, you know, got concerned and I basically, um, valid, like I basically did the validation thing. Like I did exactly like I fucking fell for the trap and I ended up validating what they thought they should do in this circumstance because you know what I mean? This motherfucker never cared for any of the sick animals with the whole 15 years that we were together. Like that was one other responsibility that fell onto me. But then at the same time, so here's the thing I think about, right? Like, and I really, really think about this in hindsight. Um, this is a desire to have somebody fucking hold your hand. Well, to ha like this person wanted me to hold their hand through this shit because, um, well, that's life. You know what I mean? That was the life that we had established was, you know, I was, you know, holding their hand through fucking everything. And so this, that was the desired result, I'm sure, of that reaching out. Uh, so we ended up having lunch. We talked about it. We ended up going over a lot of other things as well uh, when we were having lunch and um, in the conversation. So a part of me feels as though um, there was something cathartic in the conversation. But then there's another part of me that like if I really step back and look at it, I feel like this is like this is a fucking manipulation tactic. This is a like people that are into that whole narcissism bit would call this hoovering. Right. Um but I mean, we sat down and we talked about a lot like, um, so my ex is transgender. Now they are on hormones and all that happy good stuff. And in the context of the conversation, I got an apology for almost literally every single disagreement that we had throughout a 15 year fucking relationship. Okay. So think about that for a minute. Okay. Like every single like object of contention that I had developed over a 15 year time frame, you know, and again, a lot of this is stuff that comes up in the day to day, you know, miscommunications, like um, when I wouldn't understand what they were saying to me in terms of whatever the fuck they wanted to do in the house or whatever, I would say, I don't understand. Can you paint me a picture? I'm a visual person. I need to see it. Um, and I would repeat these things only to basically be fucking stonewalled and yelled at you know, or not, maybe not yelled at, but more like, you know, the aggressive raising of the voice, you know, and going in fucking communication loops because this motherfucker's not listening to what I'm saying. And I just gave up. But, um, so like that, I, I got an apology for that because apparently there is some kind of a biological factor in that. Now that, now that uh, my ex is on testosterone blockers and is on estrogen or whatever, they understood what I was trying to say you know, but at no point during those 15 years were they trying to understand what I was fucking saying, you know? So again, bittersweet. It's a slap in the face, but at the same time, it's validating that, yeah, I'm not a fucking asshole piece of shit. 
Okay, so there's that one. There's talking about the temperature in the house, right? Because this is some ignorant shit. Like, so this motherfucker wanted me to wander around the house in skimpy-ass clothes, right? A lot. And at the same time would keep it, like, fucking freezing. Like, are you retarded? Like, I don't know how to say that without sounding like an asshole. But, like, are you fucking insane? Like, if you, like, see, here's the thing, right? If you're really smart and you really want something like that, you know what you do? You make it comfortable for the other party to do that. Like, really fucking simple. If it's warm enough, they'll probably just do it for themselves because it's fucking hot and they don't want to wear all them goddamn clothes, you know? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But no, instead instead they would get upset at me if I wanted to spend time outside because it was too fucking cold in the house. Because, you know, I'm not a person. I don't have fucking feelings. They don't matter. And so that's another one that I got, you know, and, and some kind of a fucking apology for. It was basically for torturing me um, temperately on a consistent basis, you know, and not really giving a fuck about, you know, my feelings in that capacity, right? So that was another one. Um, another one was basically for being a slob because, you know, like I like a clean space. Like I like organization. I like tidiness. It keeps my mind calm because for me, like disorder in my external circumstances is chaos in my mind. That's what it leads to. And so, you know, having this completely disregarded over a 15 year period, apparently there's some kind of a biological component. And here's the thing that like I think about in hindsight, right? How much of it is there really a biological component and how much of this is like, you know, a case of too little too late is what I would call it, you know, because once you realize that that thing that you're um, holding on to so tight is walking away, what do you do? Anything that you can to keep it. And so to me, like that's, there's something, I'm not saying 100% of it is stemmed from that, but I do feel strongly that some of it was because the behavior change started before I moved out. And this was before any of the hormones came into place. So you mean to tell me this isn't a manipulation? I call bullshit. Um, it's just, it kept going, you know, and it got more intensified, uh, once the hormones got into place. Okay. So these are things I think about, like when I actually reflect on this and I'm reflecting on this now, because as I'm packing up my house for my upcoming move, I'm coming across mementos that I didn't realize I was holding on to. And so like, when I see these things, it makes me think of, you know, it makes me reflect honestly and objectively on what exactly has happened, okay? So, okay. So we get together, we have lunch, I get all these fucking apologies. Um, and uh, what ends up happening, our cat passed away anyway, okay? I'll say credit where credit is due. I don't think my ex really did anything wrong in terms of the care for the animal. The only thing that they did wrong was all of the manipulation tactics that were attached to that circumstance, okay? And that has nothing to do with the cat. That just has to do with emotional manipulation because I feel like to some degree or another, there was, you know what I mean? Like there was a, there was a certain desire to, um, find that security, find that safety and find that, you know what I mean? Like Sarah's carrying the burdens. <laughs> what else is new? You know, that kind of a circumstance. And so anyhow, what stemmed from this is, uh, we ended up hanging out and there was a period for a while, um, where like, as I was reevaluating all of these other relationships in my life, what I realized, and it's really fucked up, the person that understood what I was going through the most in these moments that was in communication with me with any kind of consistency was my ex. And so in those moments, I was becoming in some way, shape or form reliant on my ex 
you know, in these processes. Um, and um, <coughs> so we ended up getting together um, on Valentine's Day, actually. So the day before our court date, because our cat passed away and I ended up going, you know, to take the to take him to the vet to get him cremated. And basically I was the one that, you know, loaded him in the car, all that stuff, whatever. And I realized, you know, that, um, so our last, our, our last Valentine's day as a married couple, we actually spent together. Um, I didn't make any commentary on this at the time, but the other thing is, um, my ex ended up getting me a gift and a card for Valentine's day, you know? Like, again, this is the day before our first fucking court day, right? And so we go do some other things. And, like, I ended up picking up a couple of things for them, you know. And uh, at the same time, one of the things... <laughs> so one of the places we ended up going was somewhere where I have one of those, like, points membership kind of things, you know. And so, obviously, like, they're looking for my name. I give them my married name first. Nope, that's not it. And so I give them my maiden name because this is what I do when I get divorced. Fuck you. I'm not keeping your name after this is done. This is my signature, right? I want my car. I want my dresser and I want my fucking name, you know? Thank you. And so like my ex gets really overly emotional about this realization, you know, because this is a trigger um, that I'm Sarah Arnold, you know, that's it. Like this is, you know, I'm already in the process of changing my name on accounts and we're not even fucking divorced yet. Um, so we ended up having this conversation and they asked me if I could basically, they asked if I could um, postpone the divorce because, you know, they needed time to really, you know, get in tune with and understand everything that's happening. And the more I think about that, I'm like, this is a hundred percent. This is fucking manipulation. Okay. Like, and I'm not saying that, you know, their feelings aren't valid. What I'm saying is just looking at things from my own perspective, objectively, this is manipulation. This is an attempt to hold on to what's already gone, you know, because I said, no, um, what ended up happening is our court date ended up, we, somebody fucked up and, uh, so, um, didn't understand, you know, what they were supposed to do or whatever. So we ended up having two more court dates after that. But at the same time, you know, like I've, I've been out of the house for like, well, you know what I mean? Like shit went down like a year before, you know, like everything that led to this, like me finally understanding that I need to let go of this happened exactly one year before, you know, we're having this fucking conversation. Okay. So you've had one fucking year to get, to get used to the idea like that this isn't, this isn't healthy. We're not doing this anymore. And so, no, I'm not going to give you any more time. Like, you've had plenty of fucking time. I moved out in June. You know what I mean? Like, one June was my first official day having my own space, you know? And so, this was a manipulation. It was, you know, I kind of saw it for what it was. And then at the same time, so here's here's where it gets really, really, really super manipulative, okay? And I'm not saying, again, I'm not invalidating their feelings. I'm just saying that I feel like... Um, at a subconscious level, what was behind everything that was stated was 100% an attempt to fucking reel me back in, you know, and uh, continue an unhealthy involvement. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that they didn't feel that the way they did whatsoever. I'm just saying that, um, you know, the intent behind everything was said, you know what I mean? Like the why, the why behind it was fucking basically, you know, manipulative. So 
Like, they ended up fucking telling me, you know, this is, again, the day before our first fucking divorce proceeding, okay? The day before, you know, they basically, like, literally grabbed my face and was looking me in the eyes, telling me that I'm their soulmate. Regardless of anything that happens, I'll always be their soulmate. You know, they're always going to love me. And, you know, like, basically, like, fucking, I can't remember the exact details, but something along the lines of, you know what I mean, Um, you know, conventional relationships and not wanting, you know not continuing unconventional with conventional relationships because it didn't feel like that's what they were at anymore and um all of that good stuff and like I really 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 think and like you know I mean like I was bawling like I was literally fucking bawling my eyes out at this moment like I had snot coming out all over and like so this person that I was leaving is telling me all of these things you know after everything that had already fucking happened, you know? And, like, at no point in my mind, like, you know what I mean? Like, at no point has there been, like, what I see to be, like, and this is, again, in the context of our relationship. I'm not saying anything about their relationship with fucking anybody else because I'm not involved. But in the context of our relationship, at no point until after I left has there been any kind of a change in behavior any kind. Okay. So like intentional or not, there's a message to be had. Um, but there are other things that had come up, you know, before, before I cut them off again, that, um, you know, like it just seems like manipulative behavior. Like I'll give you an example, right? So they ended up going to Graceland at some point, you know, which is cool. Traveling is exciting and whatnot, but, um, they bring me back a magnet from Graceland, okay? And where the significance of this lies is, um, so we got married on Elvis's birthday in 2009 by an Elvis impersonator, okay? So, yeah, we both think Elvis is cool and all that stuff, but at the same time, like, again, looking at things objectively, I can't help but think that on some level, some basal level, this is an intended manipulation. You know, this is just, it's like one little thing. Like, let me give you one little piece of sentiment, you know, like I know at one point or another, there was a conversation that was had, you know, in which like, I, I told them flat out, I said the absolute most I ha- I can give to you going forward at any point is friendship. Like that is what I like. Th- there's nothing else. Like I have, you know what I mean? Like making shit crystal fucking clear. Like, this is what I have for you. This is the most that I can provide, you know, like at no point, like we will, like, we will not be an item going forward, like period. I'm sorry, but you know, the entire cycle of our relationship leading up to where we are has been like, it has been too detrimental to my mental health for me to be able to sustain any kind of romantic desire or intentions with you. Like to think that I could is fucking ignorant, you know, really fucking ignorant because like, if I'm down, I'm down. But once I get up, like, whew, like, it's a whole different ballgame, you know? Once I find myself in all of the fucking wreckage, like, you can't fucking touch me. Like, you just fucking can't. And I don't think that they really understood this. Like, you know, if I have to, I'll cut off the fucking feelings just so I can move forward from this. You know? Like, I'll process it to the best that I can if I ever fucking figure out where the hell I put it because there's a lot that I buried like from this 
whole relationship and I bury that shit deep. Like, unfortunately, I feel like half the time, the only, the only time I can really feel, and I mean like feel, like not just like, you know, getting angry, but I mean like, you know, like the disappointment, the hurt, the betrayal, anytime I can feel those more often than not, there is a catalyst to that pain coming to the surface, you know, whereas all of the other circumstances that I'm in, like, you know, any positive or negative, like those, like, I, I feel those things, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not compartmentalizing anything that comes up going forward, but everything that I've already tucked away, I can't access it without something else helping me open that fucking box. And so like, nope, I'm not going back there. Like I, I will feel it as it comes up. I will feel the betrayal. I will feel the abandonment. You know, I will feel whatever as it comes up, but it only comes up in pertinence to a new situation, which is really fucked up. Like really, really, really fucked up. But you know, it is what it is. So I came across this magnet and you know what? I think Elvis is cool and I think it's great. They went to Graceland, but I don't fucking want this thing. You know, um, I have this really awesome little baby deer skull that they gave me that they found on a hike. It's really fucking cool, right? Like, it's really neat. Um, it's, you know, it's something that I find fascinating because I like skulls and death and all that creepy shit. But you know what? I'm not going to fucking hold on to this anymore. Like, I can't. Like, I can't hold on to all of these things and continue to progress forward. And so what I'm doing is letting it all go. You know, and I mean, there are even some positive things with other people that I'm still like, I'm not going to not feel how I feel, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to let any of those feelings stop me from pushing forward and doing the things that I feel I need to do. Because like the baby deer skull was the same conversation in which I said that, um, like the most I have for you is friendship at this time, you know, and that's all I can give, um, you know? Like, I mean, there were multiple conversations that we had in which, you know, like they brought up that people think that it's weird that we had, we were developing the relationship, you know, in our divorce that we were after our divorce that we were. And what I realized is in those conversations, what I would say is, I don't think it's weird that we're developing the re this relationship, but I would, I will say is I feel like these wounds are too fresh. You know what I mean? I, I legitimately feel as though these, these wounds are too fresh to be developing this kind of a relationship right now. Um, you know, cause there's a lot of things that I need to come to terms with. And I saw that when I was seeing another person, you know, like that, um, things were really getting to me and like more than anything, it wasn't, it wasn't like the bad shit, like the bad shit. I think I've really come to terms with very well and I understand it for exactly what it is, but the things that really dig it and pull at my heartstrings is the positive memories and having reminders of those was really 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 hard because um, I've had a few circumstances like that and it seems like every time that's come up that's when I fucking fly off the handle you know it's um for lack of a better word I'm gonna use the buzzword it's triggering like it's really fucking triggering there's something about that um in and of itself that essentially activates my fight or flight response like you know it just it makes me want to fucking run like because that I don't know that's that, that's my go-to <laughs> that's my go-to in romantic relationships you know when I when I feel as though I'm threatened and I feel as though I'm unsafe my first instinct is to run and I don't know how to turn that off 
Like, I really don't. I wish I could because um, I think that's one of the behaviors that I am um, embarking in that makes me an unsafe person for other people. But I don't know. Like, I'm not there yet. Like, I haven't fucking figured that out. But um, I hope to someday. Um, yeah. Like, I think the best that I can do right now is just take ownership for my fucking actions, be they healthy or unhealthy, and try to move forward to the best of my ability. Because I'm sure, I'm sure at some point I won't be like this. And, like, not, not that I don't expect to be like this at all, but, like, to the point where, like, I can identify it for what it is and not react to those feelings, you know? Not react when I think that because I can be safe with this person, I'm unsafe with this person. Because that's essentially what it is, you know? That's really what it boils down to. Anytime I feel safe with somebody, the sense of safety feels false and like, therefore I am unsafe because I have a desire to be vulnerable. And the last person I was vulnerable with fucking destroyed me over a prolonged period. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. Um, be cognizant of the intentions of the people that you're interacting with because um, when you're in an emotional state, it can be very easy to be manipulated and taken advantage of, um, especially by people that know your hot buttons. So on that note, I'm signing off and uh, everybody be well.